It's the Brian and Jen podcast. She is the gorgeous, gutsy, great looking and good hearted gal from Southern California. My friend who doubles as your conservative crusader, Jennifer Horn. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you, Mr. Trump. (laughs) And this is my friend, my pal. My mensch. Don't say such bad things about yourself. I know. I got I to gotta stop with the Yiddish. <laughs> I get the words wrong. The uh, lovable, oh. funny. Oh, oh, please. Man of a million voices. Oh. And did I say liberal? Oh. Brian Whitman. Thank you, my dear. Whammo, blammo. Thank you, Dr. Seb Gorka. Look at that. Brian and Jen podcast right here, home base, sebgorka.com. Download and subs- subscribe Subscribe. Subscribe. You know what's going to happen to a Whitman over here? Down he goes, man. Look at that. Subscribe. Get him some Gatorade. And if you love the Brian and Jen podcast, and and don't decide yet. Wait uh, eight minutes or nine. And then if you do, then write a nice review. Go to Spotify. Uh, Stitcher is a great place. Wherever you get your favorite podcast, just do it. And if you don't like us. Just you you got to do an open mind. No, we really no, no. apologize. Uh, 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 uh. No, 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 no. And enough with the nasty comments. If you don't like us, don't you have laundry to do or something? <laughs> don't write a review. Get her out of here. Kurt Schlichter's available, all right? And goodness gracious, <laughs> why would you be sitting here listening to us when Kurt Schlichter is available? Come on. No, listen to us. We have a lot of fun here. Please, Kurt Schlichter. I got your Kurt Schlichter right here. Can I ask you a question? A personal question? Yeah. I just told you I have my Kurt Schlichter right I here. I know you did. So I guess- So I had to move on. I guess uh, anything's Please. in. Oh, everything... You start talking about your Schlichter. You're fired. Everything uh, you know. is in bounds here. Go ahead. Question for me. Answer you, for you, I hope. Do you think- Yeah. And you're a man of vast wealth. <laughs> Now you laugh, you see, and I understand that. I Brian and Jen podcast love the liberal, right? We'll we'll, we'll laugh at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of the, it's part of the routine. Hello, uh, do you think with all of your vast wealth that now, money? I want to legitimize my answer here. All right, you're you. Pay. I don't make the money I used to. I used to make a lot of a, a lot. Okay, you're Stop. fancy. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. There it is. You nailed it. That's it. That's it. I mean, if we went yeah, you back. You just have to slum it with Jen all day long. Please. That's not what I mean. If we went back to the early 2000s, I never say blessed because I don't believe. I think the Lord is busy with a lot of stuff. I think the last thing he even cares that he would like to do is decide who makes uh, 100 grand, who makes 60 grand, who makes 120 yeah, grand. the big guy up there is working on a Dodgers World Series. Oh, no, he's working on uh. a vaccine for, for a coronavirus. So he's very busy. He's a busy guy. I was lucky. A and, busy being. And there was a time that more money than I ever dreamed I could make, I was making. So at that time, I had a lot of money. Is this question about money? Yeah, so the question is, do you think money can buy happiness? Because remember they always said, that old adage, money can't buy you happiness. Money can't buy you love. Oh, <laughs> right. different. Uh, a whole but, different thing. But maybe not. <laughs> maybe not totally different. You know what I think, uh, to be honest with you? And our lives are open books on the Brian and Jen podcast. We tell you everything. I'll tell you I'm a nut. No, yeah. I, I, I don't. No, I. I, I Wait, hold on. Make that admission again. I, I'll tell you I'm a nut. I'm a neurotic guy. And sometimes I make my life more complicated than it needs to be. Because I don't have. A lot of um, sometimes judgment that is helpful for the best interest of my mental health. 
Maybe you should run for political office. It sounds like I'd win a landslide. <laughs> right? Maybe. Who I could mean... beat me? You're right. I mean, listen to that. Listen. Seems like you have all the qualifications. Read, write that out. Read that back like it's a party platform. I'm telling you. Who's going to beat me? Nobody could beat you in that respect. Trump, I sort of like this guy. I mean, <laughs> you sort of like the everyman. Okay, so uh, back when I was making some money that I was luckier mm-hmm. to expect, I really – I was at that time very seriously, and this not being enough, this is illness, clinically depressed. And neurosis is also an illness. But I was clinically depressed. I mean, depression. Depression in that nothing sad happens, but you're still. But you still feel crummy. And sometimes you're crying. And sometimes you can't get out of bed. And sometimes you go, I can't, I don't even want to do anything. Okay, Brian, what happened? Is your friend or your girlfriend or your mom or your dad sick? Or No. Mm-hmm. Is work – no work is great. Right. I'm just really sad. I it's don't, a real illness. I oh, mean people – obviously, people yeah. deal with depression and it's tough. It's not easy. So what I found is that when I was sad and beyond clinical depression, when you're just sad because I lost my dad, mm-hmm. right? Lost my mom. Then you have situational depression. Okay. I found that money or having uh, some walking around money allowed me to quite literally – and I regard – Vacations, I put them in this category, uh, as distractions, diversions from sadness. Money, a lot of it or some of it to put out there, does allow you the ability to buy hours or days away from your depression or your sadness. Right, it gives you an escape, essentially. That's very well said. Uh, You know, I actually – so – I I think Come on, I told you I was depressed clinically. Well, the reason we're talking about this is that there's a new study out that says financial success has been linked to happiness and it has been linked to happiness increasingly over the last several decades. So what happened? There was a survey that looked at all of the things about socioeconomic status, which would include which would include your income, your education, your occupational prestige and they show that happiness actually steadily increased between the 1970s and the 2010s among adults who are at least 30 years old, meaning that people who are more successful financially tended to be happier, and that number has been increasing. And And so I would say this. I don't think in my life that happiness – I've, I've never had tons of money. I don't think I was in the position that you were where you were making tons of money. I'm lucky to make a good income. By the way, I never made tons of money. I just made more than I as a single person expected to make. And uh, so I don't want to create a... a I'm, yeah, I'm blessed to have a great job and a comfortable are. and a comfortable living. But I've never had like Uncle Scrooge's money bank where I could go swimming in coins. You know, that was... Did you ever charter a helicopter? Did you ever charter a helicopter to no, Las Vegas? Never chartered a helicopter. Right, I'm there's sorry. differences between us. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I've never had that kind of money. But... Did you ever I, cross? on the chartered helicopter for no reason? No. Okay, and I'm by kidding. the way, Go never ahead. had that chartered helicopter. I would fly southwest, please. $69 each way, Burbank to me. But the point is this. I think what money or what the survey means to me is that the more successful I get in my career, it happens to be that my income follows suit. And I think my success actually makes me happier. My accomplishments, I take pride in my work. And so that actually makes me a happier person. And it just so happens that that has gone along with my income that has gone up, you know, steadily as, as I've risen in my career. Understood. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It makes perfect sense. You explain it. Uh, and, and it's very easy to understand. And I hear you saying that higher income or more financial comfort is a symptom of success. And we understand that it's also a symptom of 
being fulfilled, yeah. uh, not always a symptom of being fulfilled, but certainly contentment and happiness is a symptom. It's symptomatic of being fulfilled. For people who have fulfillment or purpose, and we hear about the purpose-driven life, right? Okay, if you have that, if you, if you ask someone, are you fulfilled? Professionally or personally, Mm -hmm. through marriage, through the raising of children, through faith, through volunteerism, through helping neighbors, through working hard at an advertising agency. Right. Fulfillment will bring happiness. It will bring a feeling of being content. And the money does some – well, usually does, depending upon which category. I think the advertising agency, that money is going to follow along. Having said that, people who have a lot of money have – eliminated because they have a lot of money a lot of things or situations potential potentialities from their life that could cause sadness stressors that's right and absence of money i think makes people vulnerable to sadness because if you can't pay all of the bills when you want to all of the time because you feel like you need to you might get down and we know that happens and if by the way you want to get your beautiful wife or beautiful husband a different birthday gift but you can't afford it you'll be down and for your the- kids you know if you want to get christmas gifts for the kids i would say this i think there are plenty of miserable people who are living in mansions in beverly hills and i think there are plenty of happy people who live in studio apartments somewhere in an inner city that being said i think when you and you hit on it here but just to bring it up a step further i i was never the believer that money can't buy happiness i don't think money can necessarily buy happiness. There's no price tag on that. And if you but say, man, oh man, it sure helps. It sure helps. If you it. don't have the stress of trying to live paycheck to paycheck, if you don't have, I think by and large, obviously you're going to have the miserable rich guys living locked away in a mansion someplace that are rich and have a ton of money, but they're still going to be miserable. And you have the examples of poor people who God love them have found a, you know, happiness within their family and they, and they're self-fulfilled. Great. But for the average schlub like you, the average yeah, schlub like yeah, me, sure, sure. the rest of us, when you don't have that financial struggle and you're actually performing and doing well at your job, that's going to automatically bring you a sense of happiness no matter what your other struggles are. I've heard people say, people in my life have said to me, people uh, older than me, people with more experience, people smarter than me, have said to me, listen to when people talk about money. And the people who talk about the people... The people who say money doesn't bring happiness or the people who say money doesn't matter are usually people who have it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true. Um, Money doesn't matter to you if you just have a ton of it. I read about Mark Zuckerberg a couple of weeks ago, and he lost because of coronavirus and lost advertising revenue. I believe, Jennifer, on paper, it was something like $7 billion. Yeah, something crazy. And you and I were talking, remember? Mm -hmm. And I sensed, and I don't know Mark Zuckerberg, that it probably didn't matter to him because, you know what, didn't change his life. So to him, money doesn't matter. But to someone who, quite frankly, does not have enough money to know how the rent will be paid or the car payment will be made, well, then money does matter. And I'll say this to you on the Brian and Gen podcast. As I look back, I'm almost going to be, uh, I am going to be, I'm almost at my 48th birthday. And my mother used to say, well, then you're in your 48th year of life. Mm-hmm. And when you turn 48, you're in your 49th year of life. She's making us older. I'm telling you, my mother was right. I'm old. No, you're not. But the point is this. As I look back on my life. You've got say, another two years. Say the we'll last. Make them count. <laughs> the last three decades of my life, right? So from the end of college or, or the beginning of college to now. As I reflect or remember my personal level of happiness over those 30 years, mm-hmm. I must say with honesty, 
that the extent that I was happy, to use that word, since that's the word the poll uses, my happiness ebbed and flowed independent of the job I had or the particular income I I earned. Yep. I, when I think back to my, my through my life, I think like the happiest moments are seeing my grandparents drive up into my driveway hmm. at Christmas time. Now, did I get a gift or two? Absolutely, but it was about them being there. It was about those shared experiences. So I definitely think it's it's not necessary. And when we look back at the end of it, it probably doesn't mean all that much. But when you think about the day to day stuff. It does help relieve stress. And I would say that the reason I would guess, not a scientist, a doctor, or a psychologist, but I would guess the reason we're seeing people who correlate their happiness with income more now is because of the social media effect on people's lives. There's so many people who brag about what they have, the vacation that they're on, the food they're eating. Remember when we used to be able to go out, you know, pre-coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, like to the Olive Back Garden. The good old oh, yeah, days. right. And you used to, you know, you go, gosh, are people, are you feeling like you have to keep up with those people? And maybe that's why more people think when they have that stuff to show off, maybe they think they're happier. And you know what? I can tell you what won't make you happy. Keeping, feeling the need to have to keep up with your friends won't make you happy. Because you never will. You'll never keep up. And it certainly will make you miserable if you feel like you have to keep up with your virtual friends who aren't even really your friends anyway. That's right. Okay. But I mean, think about people on social media. They only post when their kids look perfect, when they're eating at a great restaurant, they're on a great trip. People post on social media when they want to show something off. Well, they want to show the life they want you to think they have. That's right. However, it does come back to us because we see it and we draw the conclusions and uh, maybe we interpret in a way that they didn't intend, but we're not stupid either. So keeping up with the, uh, keeping up with the junk who don't really exist, they're bots. <laughs> so does money buy happiness? The answer, sometimes. My answer is it does not. All right. All right. There you go. I love you. Love you too. What? $20 bill. That's on, mine. No, it's on the floor. Hey, I need some happiness. Yeah, we'll split it. Bring it up. Okay. Just rip it in half. No, I'll give you $10. Wait, no, no. I'll come, this I, is so don't tough. tear that. Your half. <laughs> I'm so sad. Here you go. <laughs> so you ripped it. It's the Brian and Jen podcast. You're against Andrew Jackson, aren't you? Why'd you? It's a podcast. You liberals. Taking you